Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode, Special One Cards. I'm Paulo. I'm here again to talk some hobby with you guys today. Might drop this actually this this evening on Thursday. Um, just figured, had a little time to kind of get this recording up and uh, trying to get this up maybe a day before Friday. I think some people probably maybe for Thursdays. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking outside or thinking to myself, I should say. Um, so, quick few things. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, at Special One Cards, um, Special O-N-E Cards. If you're not following me on whatnot, under that name, same name there. And then if you are, hopefully you're subscribing to these episodes and following me and giving me good reviews. Um, really need more reviews, guys. That helps me, obviously, uh, kind of keep this podcast going. Um, get noticed a little bit more too, which is great. Um, not that I'm in it for that, but I do like to to be noticed on some things like this. So today we'll cover a few different things. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Ballon d'Or uh, ceremony this week. I want to talk a little bit about the World Cup um, preview that I've been doing on Instagram. I did two posts in the last week of players that I like, think could have an opportunity for people to buy and invest in or hold long-term, whatever. The case maybe you want to kind of summarize that a little bit for you guys uh also want to announce uh, i am having a merlin chrome break wanted to do it tonight but i'm going to wait a few more days to try to see if somebody bites on barcelona if somebody bites on barcelona we're going to rip this uh pretty quickly unfortunately barcelona is one of the more expensive teams in the break for good reason obviously uh, but hopefully somebody bites on that we're practically full which is great if i have to eat it then i'll eat it but my aim is to open it Friday night or Saturday, depending on that Barcelona movement. Worst case, we open Monday night and we say, screw it, and we move from there. Or I get creative and do something on whatnot where we add Barcelona uh, on a per box basis for people to buy into. So got to think got to think that through a little bit more. I priced the break really aggressively, uh, basically almost at cost, maybe a little over cost. So... I didn't separate uh, players out like some people have been doing. Just didn't see the need for that. So then I want to talk a little bit about um, uh, soccer and PSA. It just got overtaken by hockey. I think I called that months ago. Uh, and a few people have said, well, the hockey season just started. Yes, but we'll talk a little bit more about that afterwards. Um, I'm going to talk about a prospect uh, that's coming up as well. And then we'll do some feedback from listeners and uh, – some of the hobby wishes that I might have. So that'll be part of uh, today's episode. Hopefully you guys are enjoying yourselves uh, with this, these podcasts I've been doing as I continue to try to record more and more uh, content. I'm trying to post a little bit more aggressively on Instagram as well. So make sure you do follow the podcast, give it a review. Hopefully you'll give it five stars. You know, I love seeing that stuff. Uh, it really keeps me going, uh, motivates me to do even more work on that side. Anyways, quick thoughts on the Ballon d'Or. No surprises there. Uh, Kareem Benzema, well-deserving of the uh, award for the best player in the world, obviously. not necessarily. It's not necessarily an award that is given to somebody who scores the most goals, but it is given to the best player, right? Um, so uh, Kareem Benzema actually became the fifth Frenchman to win that since uh, and the first time since uh, Zinedine Zidane won in 1998. The Ballon d'Or. So uh, the Ballon d'Or is given out uh, by uh, French media. 
So it's really, um, and the ceremony was held in Paris. It was the 66th edition, uh, which is really cool. Um, we also had some other awards. We had the, uh, we had some women's awards. Women's Ballon d'Or went to Alexia Putellas of Barcelona. We had the Copa Trophy that went to Gavi. We'll touch a base on that a little bit more. We had the Yashin Trophy, which is awarded to the best men's goalkeeper, went to Thibaut Courtois, Real Madrid. The Jared Muller Trophy, which is the top score, went to Robert Lewandowski. The Socrates Award for player uh, is given to player that uh, perform acts of solidarity. So Sadio Mane, well-deserving of Bayern Munich. Most of you know he spent his time at Liverpool last year. And then the Club of the Year, this one's debatable too. I don't know why they won this. Um, actually, now I know why they won this. The Club of the Year goes to the team with the most um, Ballon d'Or nominees, and Manchester City won that award. So uh, if it was up to me, Club of the Year, you know, you read that, you kind of infer that, well, that should have gone to Real Madrid, but they didn't have the most nominees. So I get it now a little bit in thinking this through and reading about it. So Club of the Year, Man City with the most nominees. Anyway, so let's talk about the men's Ballon d'Or. Uh, Kareem Benzema won the award, well-deserving, had a really fantastic season. Uh, France is going to need him, actually, at the World Cup. You know, they're going to be missing Kante. I think Pogba is going to be out as well. Uh, France is weakening and weakening by the day, and I don't know if this is kind of a World Cup problem with the World Cup being happening uh, mid-season. We'll probably see more injuries. Uh, Portugal just lost Diego Jota the other day. That's a big loss for them. Um but they're deep as well, and they can plug somebody in there. So I'm not too worried. I mean, his experience does help, but we'll see what happens. Now, when you look at the Ballon d'Or, you think about everyone always remembers the winners, but then you look at the list, and you try to see uh, where certain players finish. So they do issue kind of the top uh, – they rank them by top 25, which is interesting. Um, so with that being said – you know, Benzema won. And then in second place on that list was Sadio Mane, which I was a little surprised about, but he did have a good year last year. Third was Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, fourth was Robert Lewandowski. Fifth was Salah. And Bappe was sixth, with which, which was really interesting to me that he was that far down given his success in the French League. Um, again, it could be a media play. Uh, it's his home, his own home country that the voting uh, is done to by this uh, this media outlet. Uh, Thibaut Courtois was seven, Vinicius was eighth, Luka Modric ninth, and Erling Haaland was ten. Um, and then we had a bunch of other guys like Sun Young Min Kim, um, Sun Young Min was eleventh, uh, Ryan Mares uh, was twelve, uh, Sebastian Haller thirteenth, which was weird to me, fourteenth. This is where I kind of look at this, and I'm kind of like, I don't put a lot of stake in this award in terms of the placing. But again, we never remember uh, the 14th place finisher, or we only remember the first place, the guy that wins it, right? So in 14th, we had Fabio, excuse me, Fabinho from Liverpool, and tied with him was Rafael Leon, which to me makes no sense. Leon was the best player in Italy. Uh, I would... Picture, picture him being more of a top 10 guy, probably a top six, I would say. Uh, so, again, very kind of objective. Again, we don't remember. Uh, we only remember the winners. So it's kind of a moot discussion, a new point, right, to talk about that. Now, I'm not going to cover the women's game that much because I really don't know much about it. I haven't really watched enough to 
consider it and look at it and say, oh, no, this is wrong. This should have been this way, whatever the case may be. So we'll leave that alone. But we want, I do want to talk about the, the Copa Trophy, which is for the best under 21 player or I should say uh, best rising footballer, right? Um, so Gavi won the award. Well, I'm gonna, I really want to look at the top five guys on this award. And then I'm going to look at the bottom five as well. Because I think there's some interesting things here that's going on, right? So Gavi first, Kamavinga was second, Musiala third, fourth was Bellingham, and fifth was Nuno Mendes. So in my uh, honest opinion, I think Bellingham should have won that award. I think he did more, uh, produced more, was more influential, again, to each their own. Gavi is younger. He could have won the award again next year, whatever the case may be. And I don't know how they qualified that. Kamavinga coming in second, not a bad choice. Had a great Champions League run with Real Madrid. Was instrumental in that part, uh, in 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 them succeeding and winning. Did not start all the time though, so that's kind of a little weird to me. But it is what it is. Jamal Musiala third. I think that's a good spot. Nuno uh, Bellingham was fourth, which is ridiculous, and Mendes was fifth. So in my estimation, here's what I would say: the better order would have been Bellingham first. Kamavinga second, Musiala third, Mendes fourth, because I think he was very influential on that PSG team. And then fifth, I would say Gavi. Great year for Gavi. I just I, I just don't know. And some people may disagree with me, but I just don't understand that. And then Buka Yusaka was the eighth place finisher, which was really strange to me. I don't understand that. So I don't want to talk too much about it. Kind of want to get your thoughts on what you guys think. And again, some of those guys could be intertwined. But, um, you know, I'd be interested to hear, hear your takes on that in terms of your thoughts on the finishing there and what those guys did. So, you know, it's always kind of a weird award. I mean, Ronaldo, for example, with the Ballon d'Or, he's been, I would say, robbed a few times uh, in that award. He probably should have two more to his name where they were given to Modric one year where he should have won that award that year for sure. Uh, he had won the Champions League. And I remember he had scored something like 50 or 60 goals, whatever the case may be. And then Messi took an award from Ronaldo as well. I'm not trying to be biased here towards Ronaldo, but there are clear indications there that those awards were just very – I don't know, subjective in how they gave them out. Uh, sometimes they talk about the individual performance. Sometimes they talk about team performance. Sometimes it's they consider both. I hate to say it. There's been, in the past, there's been times where UEFA um, and the Ballon d'Or Committee, in terms of Portugal being shortchanged quite a bit. So it is what it is. I'm not going to be a conspiracy theory guy and talk about that, but you know, it happens. Uh, so just wanted to touch base on that stuff. Congratulations to, you know, Gavi, who won the award. Should be an excellent football player for many years to come. Hopefully he starts producing a little more. We see Bellingham is doing outstanding uh, for Dortmund already this year. And again, those awards are based on last season. So they're not, you know, based on the last few months of what's gone on. So consider when you're considering that, you know, take a look at that and, and try to make up your own top five in terms of, um, the Golden Boy Awards, right? So, or the Kobe Trophy Award, I should call it. 
to be correct. Again, guys, I am running a Merlin Chrome break. I was hoping to break it uh, tonight on Thursday night. I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow night. I cannot do it. I have some plans. So we may be going Saturday or Sunday on this, but we do still have a few spots left. Barcelona is available. It's a little pricey, obviously, but it's Barcelona. It is what it is, right? So don't want to touch too much on that. If you're interested, just shoot me a DM. Probably break it on whatnot or Instagram, depending on if it fills or not. Um, if it doesn't, we may have to, I know I mentioned it before, we may have to do kind of a box per box on the Barcelona, which would slow the break up a little bit, but it is what it is and, and maybe it'll be fine. So um, next item I wanted to talk about was really kind of uh, some PSA soccer uh, news uh, in terms of So I kind of had to rework that section there because I forgot I needed to talk about my World Cup previews that I've been doing on Instagram. That was the next topic before I jumped into the PSA discussion. Uh, if you haven't been following me on Instagram, my um, name on there is at Special One Cards. And I've been doing these World Cup uh, buying issues and I've done two of them thus far. So if you're following me there, you've seen them. The first one, and I kind of want to cover these. I want to try to do these every week as we lead up to the World Cup, both on Instagram and on here on the podcast. The first one I covered was Dusan Vlahovic, right? The Juventus goal, uh, goal, goal monger, uh, huge player, right, for them. He's got seven goals and 13 appearances for Juventus this season. He's 22, plays for Serbia. Serbia could have a potentially good, really good World Cup. They're kind of a dark horse. I'm not sure if they're really a dark horse anymore now that everybody knows about them. So I took a look at his um, 2019 Panini Chronicles rookie, uh, rookie red tickets, and I looked at the base as well, which are not reds. The reds, you will find those in the T-Mall boxes. They're Asia exclusive, obviously. So, you know, when we looked at the red tickets, uh, total pop count on the red tickets, and this is kind of interesting because we're seeing them get closer and closer to the base, and it makes sense because a lot of people are grading Dusan. His prices are down. And I don't think that's a reflection of his performance. I think he's done very well thus far this year as well. So his pop count on red tickets is 130. His pop count on the base is 164. So really close where at one point in time, these were separated quite drastically. I'm not sure how much more we'll see an increase on the red tickets. I think the red tickets are a lot more limited than the base. Uh, so red tickets, a PSA 10, there's about 87 of them. Really low pop count. Last sale was th for $360. A PSA 9, the last one sold in June for $186, and there's 35 of those. The PSA count for the base is 164 total population count. There's 89 10s at $220 and uh, 61 9s at $105. So I really think there's an opportunity here for Dusan in terms of a striker that is a prolific one, talented player who can score many ways. I do think his red ticket is undervalued or underpriced at the moment at $360. That at one point was $2,000. And even at the height when I sold it, I think I sold it probably for, trying to remember here, 1800 or so around that number. I can't exactly remember. I'd have to look back, but... Uh, few, a few reasons why I like this play. Um, I even like the base play, to be honest. I, I really do. I can see those bases going to 400 at the World Cup from 220. 
I can see the red tickets getting to six to a thousand, six hundred to a thousand dollars. So um, low population counts, right? Um, you have uh, the red is a parallel. So I prefer the red over the base, obviously, even though rookie tickets are hard to pull as it is. So the red parallels are exclusive, like I had mentioned. And I've heard rumblings that the suggested print count of those is about two to 300. And in some cases, some players, such as Dusan or Rafael Leon, I've heard that the print run was a lot lower with those guys from Syria. So I'm not sure how true that is. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we'll find out some at some point. So Serbia, again, they have very good players. They have, you know, uh, Dusan Tadic. Uh, they have uh, Mitrovic. They got some really good players. They're a sleeper, right? I think, you know, uh, this card... The red, I think, again, like I said, six to nine nine hundred bucks. I've changed my estimation on my post on Instagram. I posted five to eight hundred, but even at that case, you're talking, you know, a big jump up from the three sixty that that we see right now, and I find that just to be very kind of, I, I value that card a lot more th than that number. So, you know, take a look at those. Try to jump in if you can. He's a star player. I think if you're holding long term, it's not a bad card to have either. One unique thing about the Doosan Red Ticket is it's his only rookie card. And I know you're going to say, oh, he's got a, he's got a sticker. We're talking cards. We're not talking stickers here. It's his only rookie card, actual card that was in circulation. So there's three of them, right? You have your base, your Red Ticket, and your Crack Dice. So there's only three actual rookie cards where today you see Gavi's got, I don't know, he's probably got, you know, 35 different rookie cards you have the different tops chrome parallels and those things so take that into account when you're looking at cards of certain players and potentially you know unicorns kind of amongst the other players right guys that don't have tons of rookie cards dusan's a good example rafael leon he's from the same set you can get those from the same boxes uh, you know there's a, other players as well that are in those sets that only have uh, one rookie card per se with maybe two variations, a red, a cracked dice, and a base. So there's three total. If you think about Declan Rice is another guy that's in this set. Mesa Mount's in there, but some people are recognizing those cards. They're, they're choosing his tops chrome over that. So I think Dusan's a guy to look at. Interesting player. Um, very good player. Scores goals many different ways. I still potentially think that he's got another move left in him within the next two to three years to a big club. Could be to the Premier League, we would hope. Could be to the La Liga, maybe, Barcelona, Real Madrid. We'll see what happens. The other guy I covered, you probably saw today on Thursday, I covered Takafusa Kubo. He is a Japanese winger who plays now for Real Sociedad. He's had spent time at Barcelona as a youth. He was at Madrid, Real Madrid, for, a little, for some time. He was at Mallorca last season. He started off pretty well this year. He's got two goals and two assists in nine games for Real Sociedad this year. He's a winger. He's an intelligent player. He's uh, positionally, I call him positionally intelligent. He knows where to be. Great dribbler. The only knock on him is, is physicality. He has a hard time dealing with the physicality. And most teams do recognize that. They start really bumping him off the ball, and he loses the ball in many of those situations. So... But he's going to be a star for Japan, I think, at the World Cup. Japan could Japan's got a really decent team. He'll be playing in their uh, – Japan plays a 4-4-2 system, and they're a pressing team. So 
you know, they try to get other teams to make mistakes and Takafusa really can make uh, very big opportunities out of those situations. We saw the trouble he caused the United States in their exhibition. So he's an interesting player to look at, taking out a look at his cards. And now he's a lot cheaper than, than a Dusan, right? His total pop count, this is where things get interesting in terms of when we're looking at red ticket versus base. His red ticket total pop count is 85. The base is 289. At one point in time, we saw that with some of the other guys, Dusan as well. But um, his PSA 10s, there's 53 of them uh, in the red ticket version. And in the 9s, there's 29 of them. Interesting enough, a PSA 10 last sold for 38.50. I think that was about two weeks ago. And then we had a PSA 9, excuse me, PSA 10 sold for 38.50. The last PSA 9 sold for 45 back at the end of September. So PSA 9 costs more than a PSA 10. And that could be just limited supply on the market. And people are looking for this card. So not necessarily, I don't think a lot of people are looking for these cards, but I think somebody may have been looking for the card and they just paid a little more than the PSA 10 version. So, you know, I'm not sure what that's all about, but it's an interesting kind of take. And then the other thing that's interesting is the base. You see the pop count. I said the base pop count was 289. You have 219 of them are PSA 10s. Last one sold for 31 so very close in terms of the dollar amount on the red ticket. I'd rather have the red ticket more limited, more exclusive. The PSA 9 last sold for 850 and there's 55 of those. Now, this is an interesting play because if Japan has a good World Cup and he scores, you could see the you could see these tickets rising. You know, I, it wouldn't be don't call me crazy. I think a lot of people would agree with me here. But a PSA 10 red ticket at 38.50, he scores, has a good game. That balloons. That that card could balloon to, to $70 to $80 easily overnight. It'll happen. I just, you know, I think he's a solid player to look at in terms of that. He's having a good year. Real Sociedad, really in form. So, you know, I could see a potential, you know, conservatively speaking, a 40% rise in value on that card. And that would put a PSA 10 at like $50, $55. I even see probably a better kind of look at it is probably 70, 75. So, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, about him. I think he is an interesting opportunity, very low risk, high, high, high reward, right? Uh, you could buy all the PSA 10s, but then you got to move them, right? The red ticket. So, and I'm going to do a feature at some point this week on, maybe this weekend I'll do it, a post on why I consider the team all the, T-Mall 2019 Chronicles set, one of the best sets of the modern era, the terms of the rookie breakdown in there and who's in that set. And maybe we'll break down on whatnot soon too as well. I think that'll be, they'll be fun to bring those back again. I was one of the first ones to kind of explore that product, not explore it, but bring it to the platform. And it, it was fun. So another quick thing, guys, one of the things I want to talk about too, I saw earlier yesterday or late last night, PSA had put out some, interesting numbers in terms of the graded population of cards and sports as they do monthly for September. And we saw hockey overtook soccer finally. And I got some messages, a few messages where, well, the hockey season just started. That is true. A few people said, well, people had all these cheap hockey cards they wanted to grade. That might be true as well, but soccer has always been ahead of hockey the last few years. 
So to me, it was interesting. Uh, it's not a bad thing either. You look at who's the only risers we saw were hockey and uh, the Pokemon area in terms of the, the top seven. I'm not looking at the non-sports and stuff like that, but in terms of the top seven graded cards, baseball remained first. Pokemon was the, saw an increase at number two. Basketball was down at number three. Football stayed the same. Non-sports stayed the same. Hockey was a sixth place. They moved up, bumped over soccer. Soccer declined in, in cards being graded. You know, that means a few things. Like I had stated before, less demand in terms of grading certain cards or grading cards, right? People are not grading as much for obvious reasons. Could be the, and I talked about this last week, the economy could be could be a saturation of product. I mean, I'm starting to see that in soccer. It's a saturation of product possibly, unfortunately. But there's too many other, too many products with too many variations, too many everything. I haven't done the calculations on Gavi rookies yet, but it's going to be astronomically huge. So I don't really think there's a big a big uh, opportunity in terms of, you know, which Gavi rookie is better or or whatever the case may be for rookies. You know, for me, anything numbered is great to have. Uh, if you're looking for long term numbered stuff is always going to do well it's not going to matter um so you know i still do believe base will have a place in the hobby at some point whether it's at the 18 dollars price level of grading i'm not sure possibly who knows i mean if you have a base of a, I mean even the refractors right refractor gavis from chrome consistently sell for 150 to 175 and at 18 bucks it's a good kind of flip flip project there for people that might have those cards so you have to consider that. Uh, and then, you, again, like I've said before, consider that the base, people are throwing the base away or they're throwing them in commons boxes or they're donating. So base will dry up eventually. People will want it. But the interesting thing, here's the interesting thing about, about the soccer market, which is still presents a huge opportunity. PSA has only graded 609,000 soccer cards total. Compare it to hockey, right? Hockey's got a million seven hundred forty-two thousand. 694 total cards graded soccer is not even half of that so think about that for a second the opportunity in soccer is huge now anything from 2020 onwards to current day of that 609,000 136,000 cards are from soccer cards I'm talking are from 2020 until today so about 22 percent of that population of soccer cards that have been graded by PSA, the 609,000 are from 2020 to present day. That tells you something that this soccer arm of the hobby is still in its infancy stage. So there's still tremendous opportunity, not a lot of cards graded, 609,000, not a lot of cards that are graded. But you think about um, that. 22% of that number is from 2020 onwards is, is really interesting. So, so don't be disdained by hockey passing soccer. It's, there's a few factors involved there. Um, for me, I dabble in both areas. I didn't think hockey was going to pass them, but I do think hockey is starting to become a major player for a few reasons. You have that big, you know, Disney contract uh, and it just being marketed a little bit more. And if the NHL can figure out how to market their players further, and Hockey Gong Show, shout out to them. They've talked about this. Then we may see hockey blow up even further. So, you know, just something to consider if you're looking for other 
avenues to get into for for sports cards as well. But soccer, don't don't feel don't feel let down that soccer got passed by hockey. I think it still presents an opportunity. The numbers say so. So um, think about that for a second in terms of what you're looking at, what you're grading at eighteen dollars. And again, when you grade at eighteen dollars, the card's got to be valued under one hundred ninety nine dollars. And lastly, I'll kind of mention that if you do want to grade cards, I do take them uh, for you and I can submit them PSA. I'm a uh, collector's club member. I can submit it to $18 if you ever want to do that. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'm happy to, to submit for you. So with our prospect watch this week, I'm going to start kind of naming this section of the podcast. I'm going to call it the upper 90. I know that's probably cheesy. A lot of people probably have a similar name or something of that nature but i want to talk a little bit about a prospect in this section as well that name probably sucks but it is what it is so today i'm going to look at a prospect i'm going to go over to france to league uh league uh just kidding um but i'm gonna go to lorient uh we're gonna look at a um 23 year old player uh, Nigerian international. Oddly enough, Nigeria is missing the World Cup this year for the first time, I think, since 2006. Usually they're one of the teams I enjoy watching out of Africa at every World Cup. But let's talk about um, Terem Igabor Mafi. Okay, he plays for Lorient in the French uh, League. He's got Eight goals and 11 matches, I believe. Really good scoring rate. Um, I don't know if people are going to say it's a farmer's league, but a lot of good players come out of France and go elsewhere to play. So unique about him is he's 6'2". He's 196 pounds. He's pretty fast. Big, big player, right? That's a big, big size player. Sometimes you find some soccer players that are 6'2", but they're like 170, 165. Lean, mean machines. This guy is a little bit bigger and strong. Very strong player. Excellent acceleration. Plays Lorient, like I said, he's got he's got the eight goals and the eleven matches this year. Um, his rookie, you can find, is a sticker, so it's not a card quite yet. Uh, but I know he may be in that new score set that you may have heard that they released, Panini released in France. That he may be in that set. I haven't checked the checklist yet. I need to check it because I'd like to probably grab a few different players from that set. But he is sticker number one sixty in. Uh, Panini foot stickers for 2022, 21-22, I think. That's the that's the one with the yellow border. So take a look at him. He's got some really can really score. He's explosive. I've watched him twice this year in that league. And he's a really well-rounded player. I think he'd be a really good fit for the Premier League, potentially. But with no cards out, it makes it really difficult to, to buy the sticker. And I've gone in the past, I've bought the stickers, and then I sell them right before the cards are coming out to try to make as much as I can in that respect. And in some cases, some stickers I keep because I enjoy the cards, I enjoy the player, or I should say I enjoy the sticker, right? So take a look at Mr. Moffey. Um, potentially could be a really good fit for somebody in the Premier League eventually. And, um, you know, great. He's got a great scoring record thus far this year. Uh, even in the past, he's done pretty well. I think last year he scored, I believe, um, nine or ten goals in that league in 30 games. So he's already almost equaled that total this year. And I know last year he had a run of form where he wasn't very good. I watched him at those points in time. 
and I was wondering what was going on with him. But take a look at him. He could be a potentially big player for Nigeria at the next World Cup. Hopefully they make it. I do enjoy watching those players play from Nigeria. And we'll see what happens uh, with this with this prospect. Uh, next week, hopefully I'll have another guy maybe that's going to the World Cup that could potentially see some uptick. I already have somebody in mind that we can talk about and make this segment a little bit longer. All right, so feedback from listeners. Um, shout out to, let me get the name here. I'm always kind of forgetting when I'm going over through this. And shout out to, let's see here, where was the name? I should know this. Joe Francis on Instagram. He had asked me uh, in his Instagram, give him a follow, Joe Fresh 141 He had asked me about players where I've gone wrong, where I may have lost, where I may have misjudged things, where I may have, uh, let's say, taken an L, um, and how to handle it, right? So I have taken Ls, right? I mean, I try to tell people that I'm not, that I'm pretty spot on on players. And I think I am usually, but I have taken L's, right? Uh, in, in, in some cases, you know, you have to sell stuff at a loss uh, to get to where you want, right? For example, Juan Felix, he's a big one. I bought that green refractor last year for $300, number to 99 at Topps Chrome. And right now I'm taking an L on that card. I think the valuation of that card is about 150 160 now. And, you know, I still have hope in him. So, you know, it doesn't bother me. If you like the card and love the player, love the card, love the player, and you're collecting, then it's fine, right? If you're trying to flip to make money in a situation like I'm in with Ejuan Felix, I'm never going to make that money back. Unless, obviously, he comes around and really does what he's supposed to be doing because he's a talented player. I'm not so sure it's his fault completely. Probably partly. I respect Diego Simeone as a, as a, excuse me, as a coach and why he may not be playing him. You have to respect that. He may not be playing him for whatever reasons that we're not aware of. So for the time being, you know, for me, I think a divorce in that relationship is probably the best way to resolve it and to help uh, João advance his career. Cause I do think he is, one of the top three most talented players in the world. He certainly has exhibited in the past, and he can do it. So I guess my point there is I love the card. I love the green, the way it pops off the card. I love – I'm a Benfica fan as well. So this is a card in his Benfica kit. So for me, I love the card. And even if it never comes to an evaluation, the card itself, I'm okay with it because I love the card. Obviously, you know, you like to see all your cards rise in value. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't always work that way. So, you know, I think at some points you have to cut your losses and try to sell if you can when the opportunity is right. Again, for me, that's a card I'm keeping for a while because it's Jean Felix. He had that one year, half a year at Benfica. Where he was, he's just electrifying. And he has shown glimpses of that at, Real, at, excuse me, at Atletico Madrid. Would love to see him at a different team next year or even during the transfer wind, window in the winter. I know there were grumblings that uh, Manchester City had wanted to purchase them this summer, and it just didn't happen. They just didn't meet on the evaluation. So the valuation that Atletico Madrid wanted for him. So we'll see what happens with, with Ron Felix. But he's an example of a guy that I've lost out on. Another guy, and I haven't lost on him, is Jota at Celtic, right? Big player at Celtic. 
the Scottish League, again, people who the Farmers League, but he performs exceptionally well there. There are rumors that Southampton is looking to purchase Jota in the summer to come from Celtic. Celtic is a selling club. They'll probably have to sell him to make some money. It's just the way it works with some of these smaller teams. And not to say that Celtic is a smaller team, but they're a smaller budget team, just like my Benfica is. We don't have the money to keep players to make them, you know, in Portugal specifically that I watch so much of it, a lot of those players, they have to leave. Uh, those teams need to sell cash in on those players to survive. It's just how it is. Sporting, Mifika, Porto, you know, they've unquestionably given Europe some of the best talents in the world the last few years. I mean, look at Man City. You have, what, four starters or the three starters? You have Ruben Diaz, Joan Cancelo. You have Bernardo Silva, right, starting for that team. Three guys that are huge players at that team, uh, exceptional players. You know, United's got Fernandez. Dalo has been really good. Ronaldo is kind of at the end of his career. But, you know, you look at what Portugal has put out for, for players to other teams in the world. Arsenal's got Vieta, right? And they're selling clubs. That's how it is. And Celtic's in the same position as many of those clubs. They bought Jota for $7 million last summer after the loan from Benfica. They'll probably sell him to Southampton for $15 million, Double, double their profit. They got into the Champions League because of last season's performance from Jota. They've made money in the Champions League this year. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, some players like that um, where there is – I mean, Jota's got – he's got rookies in the Scottish Premier League, Chrome, that came out this year that I think was a pretty low-printed set as well because, I mean, I opened about four to six boxes and I didn't – I think I pulled one base Jota. So I don't know if they purposely short-printed him or not. So there is a premium on some of those cards – for guys like that. And I talked about it before in terms of Dusan and, you know, how his rookie is a unicorn because there's only really three variations or three versions of his rookie and there's nothing else. There, there, there aren't 15 different parallels from Chrome. There aren't 15 different parallels from Finest. You know, there aren't 15 different parallels from Flagship. There aren't, you know, seven different parallels from Sapphire. So, you know, when you're looking at scarcity, if that's your play here, you have to look and see where the scarcity is. Jot is a guy that doesn't get a lot of love, but if he goes to the Premier League, he's an electrifying player that could do that. Will I take an L? Probably. I'm not trying to sell his stuff, though. I have one of his one of his cards for sale now because I'm getting a you know 50 that matches his it's the green tartan refractor that matches his jersey, the color and the pattern, which is huge for me. So I don't mind selling the other one that I have. I think it's number two 125. At my cost, what I cost, what I paid for the card and what I paid to grade it. Just because I'd like to have somebody else to have that card as well. I have a lower lower numbered card. And I'm okay with that. I move on from cards that way. That's how I do things. So, you know, that I appreciate that, Joe. And I'll, I'll probably take a look back in terms of prospects I'm missing on or missed out on. We'll go back to the first episode where I kind of ran down a list of, I think it was 10 prospects. And we'll see how they did thus far. In January, we're going to do a mid-cap, mid-season review and see how we've done thus far to see if we've made some money or lost some money. And maybe eventually we'll do a contest and, and see how that goes. Maybe the next next run around, maybe during the second half of the season, we can do something like that. Do, do kind of a, a contest on players we should invest for the second part of the year. So um, interesting enough, that was a great, great kind of little comment question to do again guys i want more questions those would be great to send them over um 
hobby wishes hobby wishes i would say for me there's a gonzalo ramos and i'm trying to broadcast this but there's a gonzalo ramos out on ebay right now it's from china it's a red merlin which is beautiful it's a beautiful card um it is numbered to was it 10 yeah it's numbered to 10 it's a six of 10 it's at 475 dollars already there's 20 bids on it it's coming from china uh, i've already put bids in on it um there's nine bidders for the card so it's going to be really tough uh to get this card you know i kind of have a cap on this card i don't want to spend i don't think i want to spend over 650 dollars on the card you know it's a lot to pay for a guy that is still at benfica potentially could be moving has i've heard united is going to try to make a play for him you know beautiful card it's red um you know it's matches the benfica kind of aura with the red color but at the same time i have the atomic refractor which by the way guys the gold atomic refractor i did submit the psa to see if we can get in the psa slab at the psa 10 grade to match the sec grade um i like the gold gold atomic refractor a better card better looking card to me uh, so this six of ten i have a budget on it if i can't get it i can't get it and that's kind of it is what it is right so that's my one hobby wish this week. My last hobby wish. I want to fill this break so I can break it at least either tomorrow, Friday night, or Saturday night. That's my goal. That's really the goal here to fill that break. I am still waiting on some top loaders for that break as well. Uh, if I can't get them by Saturday, if they're not here from UPS by Saturday, I'm just going to go buy some locally. Again, that costs money, puts a dent in the pocket, but it is what it is. And I had planned a surprise for that break, but that's not going to arrive till next week. So unfortunately, probably won't be able to include it. But again, guys, I appreciate if you guys can review the pod for me. It makes my life easier. Give me feedback. Give me five stars on Apple, five stars on Spotify. Write comments in the review sections. Help me out. Give me a follow on social media, Instagram, at Special One Cards. Give me a follow on whatnot. Just follow me. Ask me questions. I respond to everybody as soon as possible, too. I always respond to everybody regardless of your question. And um, really cool. The card ladder's actually been posting some of my my posts, too. They posted another one today, which was re really cool. It's nice to see that kind of get noticed uh, by some folks. I know a lot of you have noticed me, which I really do appreciate. And I'm grateful to many of you. Next week... I've talked about having a prospect that probably will be at the World Cup. I'm going to do that for sure. I'm still toying around with the idea of getting a guest on the show. and Maybe next week is the first week we do it. I haven't really organized that that well yet in that case. But um, that's the goal. So, guys, I really thank you um, again for supporting me. It means a lot to me. And remember, if you're not early, you're late. Take care, guys. Have a good weekend.